0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers. Small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 19 is going to be from Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Today, we are surrounded by worldliness, from the TV and everything that is on it, to the radio and the music we listen to, to the world simply being a very, very worldly place to live in. With the TV, there are things that are on it that a Christian should not partake of. And when we allow it into our lives, it can be very detrimental to our lives. Now, I'm not saying that the Christian needs to throw the TV out and have nothing else to do with it, but that we need to be very careful that we're not immersing ourselves in worldliness by the things that we're watching. Now, what about the radio and the music that we're around today? And with all the cussing and all the bad things that are found within the music that we listen to, the Christian needs to be very careful what goes in his ears. Because it's from the abundance of the heart that the mouth will speak. What we put into ourselves is what's going to come out of ourselves. And if we're putting worldliness into our lives, then we're going to be conformed to worldliness. In Amos chapter 3, in verse 3, the Bible says, How can two walk together unless they be agreed? And so we need to be careful what we're allowing into our lives. Because we need to be transforming our lives transforming our minds to be like christ in philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 the bible says let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus so if we're putting god's word into our lives then we are transforming our mind we're renewing our mind by the word of god to kick all the worldliness out of our lives in second john Verse 9 through 11, the Bible says, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. We need to be careful what we are bidding into our houses, because it can be making us worldly and worldly we might not even be aware of the effect that it's having on us. If we look back over our lives and we see worldliness creeping in, the love of money creeping into our lives, sin creeping into our lives where we're no longer living a godly life, then we need to evaluate what we're allowing into our house. Because when we allow things into our house, in verses 10 and 11 of 2 John, it says, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. These people become worldly, even if they have good intentions. In First Corinthians chapter 15, and verse 33, it says, How can two walk together unless they be agreed? Christians cannot allow themselves to be conformed to the world we must be transforming ourselves to become like Christ and Christ did not allow the world to corrupt him in second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 15 Fourteen. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. And this is the reason why the world and Christ cannot coexist. Christ is light and the world is darkness. And when you turn a light switch on in a dark room, the darkness goes away. The light goes dispels the darkness so we should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers we need to be walking in the light as he is in the light first john chapter 1 verse 7 and having fellowship with god but when we have fellowship with god that means we cannot be conformed to the world because the world does not have fellowship with god in matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 21 the Bible says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If we're going to be conformed to this world, it's real easy to lay up our treasures here on this world, to think and allow our mind to tell us that money is the most important thing in the world and that if we have many things so that we're going to be happy but god tells us through matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 21 that our treasures here are going to be destroyed they're going to rust they can be stolen but if you lay your treasures up in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal, then they will be secure But most importantly, verse 21, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. If our treasure is here in this world, if we're conforming ourselves to this world, then our heart is going to be here. And it's not going to be on spiritual things. We are not going to have a reward in heaven if we are conformed to this world. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. All of us once walked according to the course of this world, but when we decided to sacrifice ourselves to the watery grave of baptism, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, present present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, we decided that day to leave this world behind and to no longer walk according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who works in the sons of disobedience to no longer be disobedient to God and to put the things of this world away to no longer love the things of this world in 1st John chapter 2 and verse 15 the bible says do not love the world Nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and notice these words here the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. And so we are not to love this world, and if we don't love this world, then we're going to stop walking according to the course of this world. Going after the things that this world says are great and wonderful and that will bring happiness and we will stop allowing this world to convince us that it has the best life possible and it's all tied up in money. We will see that God's way is better and will no longer love the world nor the things that are in the world for all that is of the world the lust of flesh the lust of the ice and the pride of life is not of the father the lusts of this world are not of the father they bring forth temptation which causes us to stumble and fall away from god but god is faithful in this in first corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 god says For God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. With every temptation that we fall into or we can face in this life, God's provided us a means of escape. He's given us his word that we can study and we can get to know it so that we can know how he wants us to live instead of following after the course of the world. And when we study it, we can know how to rightly divide it. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. The King James Version says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And when we know how to rightly divide the word of truth and we're willing to apply it in our lives, then we will no longer walk after the course of this world. In James chapter 5 and verse, I'm sorry, James chapter 4 and verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desire for pleasure, that war in your members? You lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight a war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers. And adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. There's only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus. We cannot make it to the Father by paying God off, we cannot make it to the Father by loving this world. Because friendship with this world, when this world becomes more important to us than God, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. When this world becomes more important than God, we make God our enemy. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And loving this world will make you an enemy of God in Romans chapter twelve and verse two and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The good and acceptable and perfect will of God is at odds with the what the world wants for us. The world will lead us away into lust the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life which are completely contrary to God. Those things are proud and boastful, whereas God is humble, meek, and kind. They are complete opposites. And so friendship with the world is enmity with God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, Verses 13 through 16. The Bible says, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lust as in your ignorance. But as as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. We need to gird up our minds. We need to be strong in the word of God. We need to be sober and understand that the life that we have here is only temporal. And the pleasures that sin can bring about in our life, they won't last. But if we rest our minds solely upon Christ... And we quit conforming ourselves to this world, as in our ignorance, and yes, it is ignorant to believe that this world is better than God. If we'll do that as obedient children, then we will have a reward that goes way beyond any pleasure that this world can offer. All our tears will eventually be wiped away. The former things of this world will have been gone. And God will be taking us home to a perfect place where we will be able to fellowship with him for all eternity. What could possibly be more valuable than that right there? What does this world have to offer that is better than God? Christians cannot allow themselves to be conformed to the world. Money will never be better than God. Nothing that this world has to offer could possibly take away our hope of everlasting life. In Second Peter chapter 2, verses 9-11, through 11, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Whereas angels who are great in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of things they do not understand, and they will utterly perish in their own corruption. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. It goes back to the concept that we found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 13. No temptation has taken man except for that which is faithful. But God will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. God knows how to deliver us out of those temptations. We just have to hold on to God. Cling to him instead of the world and God will take care of you. He knows how to deliver the godly, but be sure he also knows how to punish the ungodly who Do not want him who cling to this world and allow this world to conform them to their lusts instead of transforming their minds by the renewing of your mind. Instead of proving what is good and acceptable and perfect before God, they would rather cling and transform themselves to the world. So as we go about our lives today... Let's take this little bit of food, apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, Small Devotional Tidbits to Stimulate the Spiritual Appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, Small Devotional Tidbits to Stimulate the Spiritual Appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.